The world needs hope now more than ever. Welcome to the Exalted Podcast, where every week I will bring you messages of hope, health, and healing. I want you to be unapologetic about your faith, your success, your health, and the miracles that God is doing in your life. I am your host, Jen Beyer. My mission is to equip you in your faith so well that you are able to be a hope dealer in your communities while being as generous as possible with your time, your money, and the talents the Lord has blessed you with. This podcast is sponsored by Exalted Health, where we are ending the war on women hating their bodies. Welcome back to the Exalted Podcast, where every week we bring you stories of hope, health, and healing and what the Lord is doing. So I'm super excited to have my friend Caroline Harries with me here today. She is the founder of Moms in the Making. Uh, She started it back in 2013, and we're going to share how that came to be as we unpack things today. But what I love is that Caroline and I met at an event out at Bethel. We were there a couple months ago, and we just connected right away, and we had this great conversation. And I got home and I followed up with her because I knew I wanted to have her on the podcast because her story just needed to be told. And as soon as we were chatting, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the same group that my dear friend Brooke is a part of. And it was just such a small world. And I'm just so thankful for everything that you've done in her life. Uh, You know, I had my own struggle with infertility years ago, and I would have given just anything to have a group like this. So Mm -hmm. thanks for being here. Yes. Thank you so much, Jen, for having me. I love the mutual friend connection. So fun. I know. I know. Cause we met like at Bethel, which is in California. You live in Texas. I'm in Minnesota. Yes. Like our paths never would have crossed any other way. And my friend Brooke lives in Colorado. It's just, it's too fun how the Lord has just made all of that happen. So take me back to 2013 and what that looked like. Like what was that Yeah, like? absolutely. Yeah. So to back up even further, my husband and I got married in 2011 and pretty quickly into our journey of marriage, we decided we were ready for kids. We got married. I don't want to say later, but later than most everyone I knew. Sure. And so we just decided let's start a family. And pretty quickly doctors had told us that we would never be able to conceive a child based on some of our medical history and testing that we had gotten done. And so at that time, um, about, I would say a few months after that, the Lord put out my heart to have over into my living room, other women who had also received a diagnosis of infertility or who were just struggling to have children. Did you have a lot of people in your life at that time or were they all strangers? I, you know, it's so funny how it's like, I recall now people mentioning stuff about struggling to conceive, but you know, sure. you just don't have a grid for it. Cause you're like, yeah. I, I don't even know what that means. What's infertility. And yeah. of course you'd see it in the Bible, but that was kind of that. But our first meeting, there were six women. And so that was people probably I was doing life with, but also people who were going to a church I was a part of at the sure. time. And so word kind of just started getting out. So yeah, 2013, June, had six women over to my living room. Really no other reason than being obedient and wanting to bring encourage and hope to these women and just create a safe yeah. place and a community. So that's kind of where it all yeah. started. Yeah, that's so good. And I love that idea of just like, especially when you're in those like years where all the people in your life start having children. Right. And like, you feel like you're the only one Mm -hmm. and it's easy to look around and feel like that's true. But there's oftentimes 
people just come out of the woodwork when you start sharing that. So I love that. So then what happens next? Six people in your living room. Six people in my living room. And we just start seeing so much breakthrough and healing and life. Women who had never prayed out loud before were praying. Um, Women who had never read God's word before were reading God's word. And we started just seeing testimony after testimony of these miracles that were coming about through once barren wombs that were now conceiving and birthing children. And so it took off, I would say, fairly quickly, uh, you know, we're just spreads and people started finding out about it. I had already had a blog going that the Lord had put on my heart as well called in due time. And that kind of started taking off and people were finding it internationally. And so, um, 2013, we started that group, but it began to expand. More people began to join. We were seeing just all these miracles, like I said, healings, breakthroughs. And then in 2017, I, again, had that inclination from the Lord to host a conference. And so we hosted a conference and at our very first conference, women came from over 32 States and multiple countries. And, um, there was just such a need. There was just such yeah, a need. People clearly. are hungry for it. And by the time that conference ended, people wanted to know when the next one was. So, yeah, that's so good. Yeah. So let's back up for a second. Let's talk about how you went from like six women in your living room who maybe mm-hmm. even sounds like aren't all believers or even like walking with the Lord to miracles. Like what happened in that in-between space? Because I think that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think everyone who probably came into my home would have considered themselves a Christian, but as you and I know, a lot of Christians aren't in the word. In fact, I think the statistic is that most people weren't. And so my heart was Uh, And where it was today is still where it is now that we are going to seek the Lord, that we're going to pursue the Lord. And yes, we can have this desire for a baby, but the baby is not going to fulfill you. And in fact, if you get the baby and you still have not pursued the Lord, that longing will still be there. And so, you know, I think it's, it's honestly hard for me to think back of what those first few months or years were like, because I don't quite remember, but I think just words started to get out and I remember so it sounds one like woman, it was like a discipleship program almost like, and it still is absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We are discipling women. It's really more about changing generations to me. Like we are building so generationally. We are not just after birthing a baby, which yes, we believe for that. We've seen over 500 miracle babies, but Amazing. we're after pursuing healing of the heart and the mind. And we've yes. seen how it doesn't just affect the woman, but it actually, it kind of has rippled out into different communities and marriages. We've had women say, I was getting a divorce and this ministry saved my life because of nothing that we've mm. done, of course, but just the hope of Jesus that he, he changes people. He sets people free. He heals people. And so a lot of it is renewing these mindsets and um, getting the heart healed from trauma and despair. Yeah. And just having people come alongside you that have a grid for miracles, Mm -hmm. right? Like a lot of Christians don't even have a grid for miracles and like Mm -hmm. that Jesus is still healing, that any diagnosis he can unreverse, like anything that he's put in front of you. And I know I didn't used to have a grid for that either. So I love that like in this process, like infertility was just kind of like the thing that opened the door to deepen their actual relationship with Jesus. Same. 
Yeah. yeah. And same with me. Like I'm a completely different person than I was 10 years ago in the best way possible. I didn't know the Holy Spirit or anything, even when wow. I started that group in my living room. And so, uh, yeah, my life has changed as well. And in, in a, in the best way possible, like I that, said, that's even more incredible that he just led yes. you. He just led you through that process. That is so, yes. that's so good. Okay. Come on, Lord. That's so good. Okay. So tell me about where the, where moms in the making has gone from like two seven thousand seventeen to like mm-hmm. now. Give me a brief summary of what that looks like. Yeah. So in 2018, we decided to replicate basically what I was doing in my living room to other living rooms. And so we had people come to us saying, Hey, look, it's great that you're doing this, but I don't live in Dallas. Yeah. And so we started launching groups in other cities all throughout the United States. Uh, We're now international. So from where we started launching groups in 2018 to where we are now, we have 88 groups throughout the world. Um, Women gathering together, diving into God's word, uh, praying for one another, expecting breakthrough and miracles and healing and praising God together. And so um, we're in Spanish and Dutch. We have three groups over in the Netherlands and I want to say four or five groups in Mexico. And um, and we have groups for what we call our mom's maid. So your mom yeah. in the making, but guess what? Then you get pregnant, you have a baby. And so we want to continue to support these women um, in the journey to motherhood. Because as you know, like that journey comes with its own difficulty and complications yeah, as well. It does. So yeah, we have these 88 groups and then we've hosted a conference every year. So this October, 2023, we'll be hosting our seventh conference still people flying from all over the world. So uh, it's a huge event. It's a big undertaking for us, but it's a powerful two-day conference and there's just so much healing and breakthrough. So it's beautiful. That is amazing. And that's in Dallas? It is. Yep. It's in Dallas. And um, yeah, we've already started planning for this October. That's fantastic. We'll have to link that in the show notes for anyone that's listening that is like that. I need to be at that event. Yeah. That'd be great. So let's, let's chat. If you're comfortable, let's chat about your own journey through this process. And like, I'm sure you just had to like lean into the Lord as you know, you're inviting people into your living room, 500 miracle babies, and you're still waiting. waiting. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I am still waiting. (laughs) Yeah. So we're now goodness. It'll be, this is your 11 of just still waiting. So yeah, as I shared earlier, due to some health history, my husband has walked through those doctor's reports and, you know, test results and anything, you know, the doctor, everyone would tell you there's no way that you're going to be able to conceive a child. And so really that moment we were kind of met with this, well, you might be telling me that and the test report might be telling me that, but God's word says otherwise. And so we've really just clung to God's word these 11 years and been like, Lord, you said it, you're going to do it. And we believe we believe just as much now, um, you know, as we did in day one. And I will say our faith has just continued to stir over what God is going to do and what we know he will do, what we believe that he's promised us specifically. And so it's in Romans eight and the message, it talks about how the longer you wait, the greater the expectancy becomes. And I would say I am like 
you know, in the spirit realm, it's almost like I am nine months pregnant about to birth a promise, you know, this baby. Um, And like I, you know, like I've been sharing, you can't deny what's come out of the weight. And so it's been beautiful, but it's been a decision to opt into hope. It's been a decision to praise the Lord, even when I didn't feel like it. It's been Mm -hmm. a decision to celebrate 500 other miracles when I'm still waiting. And so, you know, I, I like to share with listeners on my podcast and members who are part of the community, like we're responsible for ourselves and how we're going to respond, whether it's infertility or whether it's cancer or whether it's divorce, whatever it is, like we get to steward our hearts and we get to steward our relationship. And so I know that I want to look back when I am holding my baby and be so thankful that I made the most of the weight. And so, um, yeah. yeah, that's a little bit about our journey as we that's waited. That's so good. Thank you for sharing that. And I think it's so important that you talked about, like you, we get to decide like what posture our heart is in, right? Because there is so many things that we could easily slip into jealousy and mm-hmm. live there, right? Like I'm sure that's come up for you. I know that was part of my own journey. And I had to really surrender that to the Lord is Mm -hmm. letting that go. And I think that if you're listening to this and and you're feeling that, like, just allow the Lord to take it. Right. And I think Caroline has set such a great example of just still rejoicing. Like he's so good. Like he's so good through the whole process and look at all the fruit that's come out of your journey. Did I sum that up accurately? Yes. Absolutely. He is. He is so good. It's the enemy who comes to kill and steal and destroy, but the father is so good. And like I said, I wouldn't change the journey for anything. Am I ready and wanting a baby? Yes. But like the Lord and what I've gained in my intimacy with him, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Truly. He is the greatest gift. So, yeah. And well, me and your husband, I don't know if you remember this from our last conversation, but me and your husband share a similar health journey. And I was also told that I would never have children and I have two miracle babies. So I am just declaring that for your family, like 100%. I know the Lord is, it's coming. It's coming. And of course we don't ever know like on our timeframe what that means, but I can feel it. And it's, it's Amen. so good. It's so good. And Thank I just, you. you're welcome. I feel like I'm supposed to share this story and it's totally irrelevant, but the, the Lord just brought it to my mind. So years ago, when I was first kind of learning about the prophetic, I actually didn't know anything about it, but I knew that the Lord was communicating with me in a new way. Like I'd always kind of had these spiritual gifts that had been shut down in my life and I didn't know any different because I didn't have a grid for it. Mm-hmm. But I would, I would see these pictures and visions and I would just kind of know things and I didn't know what that meant. And I was at an event with a girlfriend of mine who was also struggling with infertility at the time. And she was older. She was in her forties. Um, and she was pregnant at that event. And unfortunately she, she lost the baby while we were there. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was a group of us that, that gathered around her and prayed for her. And in that moment, I saw her baby fully healthy and fully grown in the womb. And I was so confused because I was like, she just lost this baby, right? She just lost it. Why are you showing me like a fully gestated child ready to leave the womb? I didn't understand. Um, And what I didn't come to understand until about a year and a half later um, when she did give birth to a healthy baby is that he was was showing me his heart for what was coming. Mm. 
And I feel like I'm supposed to share that if you're listening right now and you're kind of in that space and you feel like the Lord's told you it's coming, like, I just want to declare that over your life to like, just hold fast to the promises that are in the Bible. Because if he's told you that, like Sarah waited till she was what, like, I don't know, 90 or something. How old was she? Yes. Uh, 90. Yes. So I just, I just want to declare that. And I feel like this message is just, it's so incredibly important to keep your heart posture just towards the Lord and praising the Lord um, in that. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Like I'm just, I'm in awe awe of what um, you have been able to do through this journey. Cause I'm sure it has been painful. Right. And it is, Mm -hmm. it's hard when things don't go the way that we want them to. Um, But he really does work all things for good. Yes, he does. He does. He's so good. Yes. Yeah. So what's next for moms in the making? You've got an event coming in October. And what's the bigger vision beyond that? Do you guys have any plans in the works? Yeah. Well, kind of our big recent announcement is we just launched Dads in the Making. So for years and years, we've had all these women and they're like, this has changed my life, but what about my husband? And so it's kind of been years in the making, but Colby, my husband officially launched Dads in the Making. It started as one group, a virtual group. So that just kicked off in these past few weeks. He actually meets again Tonight, we had 25 guys sign up already, just men that are going to be diving into God's word, really doing pretty much what we're doing, Um, a little more informal maybe, but yeah, so that is kind of our bigger recent announcement. We are also going to be hosting, this will be our second time to do it, but a night of ministry this summer for couples. And so really it's just a night of worship and prayer and prophetic um, where husbands and wives can come together. And so, like I said, we've been mainly geared to women all these years, but we know it takes husband and wife to make a baby. And so we're kind of tapping into more of ministering to the men and the marriages And yeah, my heart really for moms in the making, our vision is remaining the same to bring hope and encouragement to women who are waiting. Uh, But my heart would be to have a group in every city. And so of course, as a very, very long term vision, we have a lot to do before we get there. Um, But, you know, I think there's definitely a need. I know the need is there. So yeah, I love that you're doing a dad's group. You know, I see, I I see all these women's ministries at every church across the nation and they are amazing, Mm -hmm. but I can't help but think like, what about the men? Like there isn't the same level of like discipleship and community and just come alongside each other to like walk through these tough things. Like there Mm -hmm. is not even close to the same level of support for men. And I just think that that is so incredibly important. I had just like goosebumps from head to toe when you were talking about that, which just just means the Holy Spirit is on it. And that is his heart to have those men feel supported and served and discipled through that whole process too. And I mean, you and I both know it's a fatherless generation right now, right? So what does it look like to raise up godly fathers and godly men and again, impact that next generation. So yeah, it's, it's exciting that it's finally starting. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's so good. And I love, I love too, that like my, I mean, I've shared my mission with my uh, business with you is just like healing the things that have kept us from Jesus and have kept us from wholeness. And it's just, it's like 
our businesses are parallel. We just have like a different message that brings them in the door. And I just love how the Lord puts all these different ideas on people's hearts just to reach his children. Right. Mm. And like, we know he doesn't want these awful things for us, but he always uses them for good. Um, So true. Yeah. Yes. So anything else you want to share today? Anything else that's on your heart before we wrap up? Oh, goodness. I mean, my heart is just so much around just hope that, like I said, no matter what you're going through, my husband and I walked through a cancer diagnosis last year. Like I know you have all sorts of listeners and different walks of life and different ages and different stages, just that there is no hopeless situation because we have the God of hope and he's a person and he lives inside of us. And um, just want to encourage anyone who's waiting on the Lord for whatever that looks like, that you can do it with hope. You can do it from a place of victory. And yeah, I just, so good. Would you actually just pray us out with that message and just release that over anybody listening? And then before I do that, I will put links, um, to the dads in the making, to the event in Dallas. I'll put all of that in the show notes. So if you are listening to this and want more information all and moms in the making, of course, um, yes. all of that content will be in the show notes so you can find it easily. So take it away for awesome. us. Yes. Well, father, we thank you so much for this day that you have made Lord. We honor Jen and this podcast, Lord, we thank you for her. Yes. Her obedience, her voice, father. And I just pray over every single listener who is tuning into this episode, Lord, we pray that they would be blessed. Lord, I pray right now that there would be encounters with you, Lord, you are the God of hope. And so Lord, where any weariness has come in, where any despair has come in, where any discouragement has come in, Lord, we pray right now that those spirits that have tried to attach themselves to any of these listeners would be gone in Jesus's name. Lord, we thank you that you are igniting and infusing an injection of hope into every single man and woman who is listening. Lord, and we just pray that um, these men and women would get a hold of their identity where they would understand that victory belongs to them because of what you did by sending your son on the cross, Lord. And I think Thank you that no matter what everyone is facing, Lord, that they would know that your blood speaks a better word, Lord, that your blood uh, changes any situation, Lord, that there's no sickness, there's no relationship, there's no financial issue, there's nothing that is too hard for you to change. And so we declare, Lord, that all impossibilities break right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak life over marriages, over bodies, over bank accounts, over workplaces, Lord. And we just declare um, your victory in Jesus's name. We pray. Amen. Yes. Yes. And amen. amen. Thanks so much for joining me, Caroline. And thank you for listening. See you next time. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds and give me a five-star rating, write a quick review and subscribe to the podcast and share it with any of your family or friends that you feel like this episode could bless. It helps get the word out more than you know. Or if you know someone that's a hope dealer and has an incredible story that needs to be shared, go to my website at www.exaltedhealth.com forward slash podcast and fill out the podcast guest form. The world needs these stories of Jesus now more than ever. Or if you have a miracle or testimony of an incredible Jesus moment, you can go to our website and fill out the testimonial page for a chance to get a shout out on the podcast. We'll see you next time. 